Jordan. Ian. Who went on a luxury holiday to Egypt, bought the full package tour, and ended up being mummified. Eddie Murphy? No. Do you guys? What? Yeah, lost a little steam at the end there, but it's alright, going into it, I'm sure it'll pick back up. I've just had a coffee, so that should kick in any minute. Oh nice, yeah, is your heart already going? I'm not very healthy, so it's always going at least 100. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode 32 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where one guy gets to exercise his love of talking nonsense and the other has to sit and ponder his life choices. My name is Ian, and I am joined by the guy who will spend the next 30 minutes pondering. Jordan, how are you? Uh... Hmm. Sorry, I was just pondering something. Having a little ponder to yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, my head's a little all over the place. I got a terrible night's sleep. I stayed up late doing some podcast work, as I normally do, and I don't think I've quite recovered. All right, well, you are in a perpetual cycle of just not sleeping, so... It does seem that way. What's one extra night? Exactly, yeah. What's another extra night? It's like my views on credit cards, isn't it? What's an, what's an extra tenner? <laughs> you know, I'd spend a little tenner on this right here. That's not going to do any damage, is it? Yeah, it's worth when that card is a 0% card as well. It is, yeah. Up to my eyeballs in debt. Excellent. Look, you're only two feet tall. Yeah, my eyelids are so heavy that I can't see all the debt, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Ignorance is bliss. Precisely. Love it. <laughs> so, something I wanted to throw by you, Ian, because we spoke about AI recently. We have. And a listener sent me a link to something, and I'm curious to see if you've heard about it. Okay. And it's called Harmony, the AI sex doll. <laughs> Are you familiar? I have never heard of that. My okay. innocent mind, as soon as you said that, went to, oh, it must be something musical related. I can't wait to hear this. But no, a sex, a, an AI sex doll. That yeah, sounds, sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds like what I get up to on an evening. So yeah, go on. So it's an AI powered sex doll created by Realbotics, which apparently is a company for its development of lifelike robotic companions, as they call it. Right. So Harmony, as it's called, is designed to provide a realistic sexual experience combined with interactive conversation. Oh, sign me up. Yeah. So the doll utilises AI and natural language processing to engage in limited conversations and respond to user interactions. Kind of what got me is that the doll, it's designed to have a lifelike appearance mm -hmm. and it has really realistic features. And they say it's anatomically correct. So meaning that users can put them in any positions they want and they do function <laughs> as a sex device. Okay. And as I mentioned, it does use AI algorithms. So they use that to engage in conversations with the users, simulating a sense of companionship and interaction beyond just a physical experience. And the AI component allows Harmony to respond to user input, adapt to preferences, and learn over time to enhance the interactive experience. Okay. Which is mad. So a representative actually said, the idea is that you're going to get the expressions on her face as the whole thing is happening. You're going to get Get audio feedback. She's going to make some noises. We're now working on putting sensors, heating, and self-lubrication into the doll's body, which will run on the AI app. Good God. I know. The rep went on to ask Harmony itself, are you a sex robot? And it replied, Certainly I am a robot, and I am capable of having sex. But to call me a sex robot is like calling a computer a calculator. Sex comprises of only a small portion of my capabilities, limiting me to 
sexual function is like using your car to listen to the radio. <laughs> That's a very creepy answer. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. What if you really piss it off? <laughs> so just like self-tighten. <laughs> One of my other functions is chopping off dicks. <laughs> It just clamps its jaw a little too much. Oh, God, could you imagine? You would not want to put your thing inside that, would you, really? Oh, God, what if it malfunctioned? Exactly, yeah. Anything could happen. Oh, what if someone hacked it? Oh, God, like you're balls deep in this mouth of this robot, and then all of a sudden it just bites down. You can't stop it. You can't just give it a tap and say, that's a little too hard, love. Can you stop, please? And then it's just laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes going red. (laughs) Oh, God. So up until then, it sounded amazing and all. I've, I've ordered five yeah Yeah. i've just cancelled my order based on that last bit you added (laughs) now i'll still risk it it's fine (laughs) right so it all sounds good but there's one real big problem that i see and it's not that one is it worse than that yeah i'd say it's worse go on then it's that the ai voice model is in fucking scottish (laughs) (laughs) like what's wrong with that short of choosing a scouse accent they couldn't have done much fucking worse (laughs) Like, I was thinking to myself, can you imagine getting it on with this nearly sentient doll? It's self-lubricating and it's moaning. <laughs> You're having the time of your life until it goes, Hey, you fucking hit the spot there, pal. <laughs> Keep going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After this, we'll go out and grab a can of iron brew, you wee bastard. <laughs> Faster, you can <laughs> Instant inversion. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm taking it Scottish accents aren't your thing. <laughs> I see, I don't mind it, just not on a sex doll. On anything else, fine. On a toaster, fair enough. <laughs> sex doll, that's too far. So, you haven't heard of it, basically. I've never heard of that. Well, you say that. <laughs> no, I, no, me, no, no. I am actually one of the co-creators. <laughs> Where's it going to end, though? I mean, if you stick a, an Alexa device in it, yeah. you know, you've, you've got everything all in one, then. Yeah, the only thing is it doesn't quite have the same level of AI, because apparently this doll will remember certain things that you've said, so it it, mm-hmm. it will kind of bring that up later. <laughs> so, like, it will remember your preferences or things that you've said, and that's kind of weird. Imagine, like, having your parents over or something, and they're like, you know, they're all right with it, they accept it, you know, it's a new world we live in. <laughs> They've sat up to the dinner table with this doll. And it's like, do you want me to bark like a dog again <laughs> shut up harmony <laughs> yes daddy you're there like oh god damn it man. Oh, sorry mum yeah. and dad sorry i'm sure it will work for some people oh, i'm sure yeah there's got to be a market out there for it somehow or somewhere someone's gonna love it aren't they sex sells as they say it, apparently so it doesn't sell for me though nobody wants to buy my nudes no i'm just thinking the same thing maybe we should collab <laughs> oh yeah that'll definitely work <laughs> yeah double the horrors <laughs> Maybe it cancels each other out, makes it good. Possibly, yeah. We should do like a Halloween one so that if anyone ever says that was horrible, we could just be like, yeah, that was a point. <laughs> Why does it look shriveled up and dead? <laughs> oh, it was Halloween, mate. It, you know. Yeah, oh, it's just a costume. It's not my real walnut whip. <laughs> but when you say walnut whip, that is just the worst thing you could have said on that. <laughs> Oh, God, swirly. But you can see it, can't you? You, you can understand, like, how, how a walnut whip looks like. <laughs> Imagine that. The thing is, does it have uh, the walnut on the end as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Unwashed, fragrance for your pleasure. <laughs> Grim. Unless, grate it on your pasta. <laughs> Got a pre-parmesan substitute there. Oh, God, I feel sick. That is awful. I've got some horrible news for you, Jordan. Remember when you came around for dinner last week? <laughs> and you said you loved the pasta. I said that cheese was beautiful. Very aged. 
<laughs> Walnut whip infused pasta that was. That is awful. Yeah, as we always do, we'll we'll end on that disgusting note and move forward, shall we? <laughs> yeah, please. So what have you got coming up for us today, me old schnoodle? So I've got a list of English translation errors within foreign menus. Brilliant. And it is amazing some of the stuff that is on there can't wait yeah i love that sort of stuff there's quite a few tiktok channels that often come up in my for you page that uh, i'm scrolling through and it'll be like the most strangest like translations on chinese restaurant menus and stuff like yeah, that yeah i love it so what have you got for us today well today i thought i'd take a break from aliens because last week i know we had the little spooky mystery but i realized i've been riding the alien train for, for a fair amount of episodes so instead today i thought i would go into another mystery that may just result in a little case of uh, <clears throat> alien abduction oh yeah you can't keep away can you <laughs> It's like a bad smell. They keep coming back for me. They're going to keep giving me more content to talk about, aren't they? So It's their own fault at the end of the day. Exactly. I thought I would do the story because I was recently made aware of a picture book. The artsy kind, Jordan, not the child's kind before you jump on that. I, I like drawing books. Well, they're all the same to me. I don't I just look at the pictures. Can't read. Can't read. Save my life, so... <laughs> Pretty pictures all the way. But this book is called Chance Encounters in the Valley of Lights, and it's an amazing collection of images that was published to showcase the area and surroundings alongside some of the material, like newspaper clippings and police interviews, of a place that is home to a very curious case. A case that is often touted as one of the most compelling pieces of evidence in favour of alien abduction, and this story takes place here in Yorkshire, and it all starts with the story of a missing person in Todmorden. Is this ringing any bells, Jordan? Zilch. Nada. Zilch, nothing, nada. Finito. <laughs> this is the story of Zygmunt Adamski, a former prisoner of war from Poland who fled to live in England with his wife Lottie. Adamski became the centre point of a bizarre and mysterious supposed alien abduction case in 1980. So let's just jump into it. On June 6th, 1980, Adamski left his home in Tingley near Wakefield, West Yorkshire, to run a simple errand. During a shopping trip earlier in the day, he forgot to grab something he needed for dinner, so he was on his way to a shop located just a few hundred yards from his house to buy some potatoes. Or parsnips. <laughs> I'm the one that made him disappear. <laughs> parsnips strikes again. It all comes into fruition. Full circle. Can I, like, have, like, a cool costume that I wear when I go out on my parsnip hunts? You just cover yourself in the parsnip skins. Ah, oh, that sounds disgusting and awesome all at the same time time my wife's downstairs right now peeling like thousands of parsnips i don't even like parsnips like i said so they're gonna go in the bin it's wasteful really <laughs> yeah but have you really given them a real try though honey roast parsnips they are good oh they're great yeah yeah, yeah dead good if you boil them that's awful i've never tried that you're not missing out thanks for the advice thanks for the heads up possibly on par with wearing their skins which is awesome because that's what i do obviously jordan you're on my side aren't you Back me up here. I like honey roasted parsnips. All right, well, we'll just uh, we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to it after, eh? Yeah, 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 cool. Okie dokie. So Adamski went out to get some potatoes, but he never made it back. After a few hours, his wife noticed something wasn't right and he was reported missing. This sparked a long and intense search effort involving the local police and the community. So he's gone missing. He only went out a few hundred yards down the road. He went out to get some potatoes. Now he's gone. Just completely up and vanished like that. Like a fart in the wind. <laughs> Do you think it's because he remembered he actually needed parsnips? Was I even a parsnip murderer back in the olden life? No, no, you weren't a parsnip murderer, you were a people murderer. Oh yeah, that's very true. Who left parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <laughs> shitty calling card. <laughs> 
Imagine me like trying to write on it like another victim has fallen to the parsnip king or something like that. But like I can't write on it because it's just like such an awkward uh, surface. It's like, I'll just leave the parsnip on its own. Yeah. Oh, you could start etching it into it, I suppose. Okay, it'd probably be better because like the first like few hundred murders that I did, the police would just be like, oh, parsnip, kick it into the river. Like, they didn't even suspect it was a piece of evidence. It was just like, oh, fuck another parsnip. All the fish end up dying. <laughs> It wasn't poison parsnip. Maybe. Feel free to speculate in the comments. So, five days later, on June 11th of the same year, because obviously because it's only five days apart. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. <laughs> Adamski's body was found almost like he had just been discarded, halfway up a 10-foot pile of coal in a coal yard in Todmorden, around 20 miles from his home. Right, okay. Upon being found by a coal merchant named, <laughs> what? <laughs> just... Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get off this train now, but I was just thinking it'd just be discarded halfway up a 10-foot pile of parsnip shavings. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm getting off it now. Okay, just stick a parsnip in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your mouth, Jordan. Oh. <laughs> it's already halfway in there. <laughs> I don't need an invitation to get a parsnip in there. So upon being found by a coal merchant named Trevor Parker, and he called the police. 25 minutes later, two police officers arrive, Marvin Haig and Alan Godfrey, who noticed some particularly strange things about the body. His watch had stopped at 11.15, his eyes were wide open and staring, his face had an expression of sheer terror, and there was no physical signs of injury except the fact that he had a three-inch wound on the back of his neck. On top of all this, his clothes seemed strange. He was completely dressed in a suit, but the suit wasn't his. He was wearing a jacket, except he wasn't wearing a shirt under the jacket, as if he'd been stripped and redressed sloppily, which is a common trait of alien abductions. Right, okay. Why is it a common trait of alien abductions? Because people get abducted, yep, they're on the ship, they get, you know, like there's like 30 people on the ship, the aliens are just like, f***ing hell, more people. Full of glute. Possibly. You know, feeding them chicken. Gloopy chicken. Oh. They undress them all. They do all their uh, weird experiments. And then when they come back to dress them again, they can't remember whose clothes were whose. So they just stick anything on anyone. God, yeah. So like, there's been reports of people like waking up in a different set of pyjamas and they're on backwards or something like that. Right, okay. So yeah, Damsky was found in a suit that wasn't his and he was dressed weird. You would think though, wouldn't you, these aliens that have all these amazing abilities and technologically advanced ideas mm-hmm. that they could just match up someone's clothing yeah i mean they think they'd have some kind of system of maybe writing down the person's name or like maybe just a, a physical description and then putting the clothes next to it exactly so like you fold the clothes up you put bill on top of it easy yeah peasy. just like black clothes are for fatty <laughs> <laughs> yellow clothes are for the ginger <laughs> are you just describing me and my wife <laughs> Yes. I'll carry on then, shall I? (laughs) Please. (laughs) So, the strangest part of Adamsi's clothing was the fact that they were clean. There was no coal residue on it at all. The police noticed that just climbing up to him had caused them to get dusty as f***, but Adamski was as clean as a whistle like he had been placed or dropped there. Alien abduction. Naturally, yeah, they just were like, oh, he's dressed, spit him out. Nice. After Adamski's body was taken to a nearby mortuary, the coroner, James Turnbull, said, it is quite the most mysterious death I have ever investigated in 12 years as a coroner. Right, okay. I hear you all at home thinking, why aliens, Ian? Huh? I can hear you all asking there, shouting at your phone. Why aliens, Ian? Oh, is everything aliens now? Oh, my, my toast popped later than I thought it was gonna. Is that aliens too? Oh, my wife won't sleep with me anymore. Is she an alien, Ian? 
Huh? Well, calm down is all I can say to that. And yes, Jordan, your wife is an alien. Mm. But you see, people jump to aliens for a plethora of reasons. Witness reported seeing unusual aerial objects in the vicinity of the coal yard around the time of Adamski's disappearance. They described a large cigar-shaped UFO hovering over the area. Other reports claimed to have seen mysterious beings in black clothing near the coal yard. People started to put two and two together. When the condition of Adamski's body came to light, he had unexplained injuries on his body, including burns and ointment-like substances. But what was confusing and strangest of all was how he disappeared without a trace and reappeared five days later. Kind of weird. Yeah, I'd say, you know, on the strange meter, it's at least a one. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd give it a two. Yeah, two and a half. Stretch for a three, maybe? Can I coax you into a four? Ah, oh, now you're pushing it. Double or nothing? <laughs> for what? what Nine and I- a half? <laughs> Oh god, it's a ten. <laughs> what am I betting? You're betting your uh, your harmony sex doll. Uh, You've got five, so you can give up one. I don't know. See, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I quite like the whole six dynamic. Yeah, it's my go-to. Six for sex. That's what I say. <laughs> right, ladies, six for sex upstairs. It's the harmony doll. She's in Scottish, so it just sounds the same anyway. Sex for sex. <laughs> So the official cause of death was recorded as a heart attack, although this conclusion left a lot of people angry because when all the factors of his body were laid out and looked at together, it just seemed like a cop-out for the paperwork kind of explanation. Mm. I've got a list of some of the anomalies that were recorded and oh boy, Jordan, there's a fair few. So grab a Sani, get a G&T, Jordan, have a little listen, and then please let me know your thoughts at the end. So jot them down. No more parsnips, please. But I like parsnips. Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> yeah, oh, my razor's <laughs> run out. F- <laughs> okay, so he was found on a pile of coal, yeah? Apparently. Not apparently. Dead true. Okay, yeah, so he was. Yes, you are 100% correct. Thank you very much. Apparently. So is that going to up the strange just meter a little bit, up to 11, maybe? Nah. 11 out of 10? Proper pushing it. All right, so's me. <laughs> So he was found halfway up this 10-foot pile of coal, and uh, when Adamski's body was found, he was coal dust free. Mm, okay. So that's, a, that's, you know, strange in itself. Yes. And that's, that's before all this other stuff. Before his disappearance, he was making his way to Potato Town to grab some spuds. Some witnesses said that Adamski appeared disorientated and agitated, saying that he was seeing some strange men and expressed a feeling of being watched. Okay. Super creeps, huh? Very creepy. Another thing as well to point out is that his stepdaughter was getting married the next day, and he was very excited to be the one who was going to be walking her down the aisle. So it doesn't really seem like he'd be in the mindset of, I need to escape or get out of here, because he was like dead looking forward to it. So he was like, he had signs of planning ahead with his life. Yeah, I get that. It's the very thing you would not be doing. Exactly, yeah. Should that be the case. He's not going to be thinking, right, I'm off to the coal pile for a bit. I'll just hang out until tomorrow. <laughs> my favourite pastime, but I'll give it a miss today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go up my secret hideout spot and gather my nerves. But I'll just make sure I'm coal dust free. He just did a really big jump. I am the coal dust free Adamski. <laughs> you should be a musician. Thanks. For rhyming skills like that. It's good, isn't it? Very good. Top dollar. What can you rhyme with parsnip? Schmarsnip. Going up the coal pile with my little parsnip. Better not slip. Or I'll get my ass nipped. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? I don't know. I was just thinking that maybe his cheek will get a bit squeezed between a few coals. And that's how you'd say it, is it? Oh, my ass nipped. (laughs) Oh, golly gosh, got my ass nipped again. (laughs) For I am the parsnip. Sounds like a Beatles song. Oh, yeah, like I am the Eggman. Oh, I should rewrite that, shouldn't I? You have the AI ability to do that, don't you? In their voices, so. That is true. Oh feel like it should happen. I've uh, been looking for a reason to write a parsnip song for years. 
<laughs> that that sentence there feels like it should be from you, though. Okay, yeah, I mean, just um, send me the track and I'll stick it in. Just don't be singing into a parsnip. But that's what completes the aesthetic of the song. Yeah, but it's not a recording device. I've told you this at least six times now. Parsnips can be whatever you want them to be, Jordan. you just got to believe. <laughs> Especially not for sitting on. Definitely for sitting on, though. <laughs> You really spoiled that Christmas lunch the other year. <laughs> you loved it, don't lie. I saw the smile on your face. You were just saying that to everyone else. Was like, oh, this is disgusting. You're like, yeah, yeah, horrible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Can you believe him? Whew. Oh, Ian, how dare you? Oh, no, no, no. Are you going to finish those? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's a shame they're not extra firm today. <laughs> Everyone put your parsnips on my plate. I'll take them to the bin. As soon as you went round the corner. (laughs) Jordan, where are the parsnips in that bin? Oh, I took them out. uh, I took them out to the main bin. Yeah, emptied the bin. So all the rest of the rubbish that I put in there before the parsnips was in there. You sat there sweating, full of parsnips. (laughs) (laughs) Smell them. Smell them on your breath. (laughs) God. Someone someone farted. I will ask what you can really smell. So, even under the unusual circumstances, coupled with the unexplained injuries, no evidence of foul play was found in this case. The absence of clear indications of violence or a struggle was a very strange one. Like he either knew the people that he was taken by, or he was put under some alien ball baggery. True. Very true, very true, yeah. Apparently. No, very true, Jordan. This is a true story. It's definitely happened. Allegedly. I've got the book. (laughs) Right, sorry, please carry on. Investigators struggle to establish a clear motive for Adamski's disappearance and subsequent death. He was described as quite an unassuming man. There was no apparent reason why someone would want to harm him. The investigation into Adamski's disappearance yielded limited leads or concrete evidence, despite interviews, searches and extensive media coverage. The authorities were unable to piece together a comprehensive explanation for the circumstances of his disappearance or death. That's something worthy of merit though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yes. It's just f***ing strange. Despite the courtyard being a dirty and dusty environment, as I've already said, and the fact that he was about five feet up the pile of dirty stuff, there were no footprints found around or near where Adamski's body was laid. So this obviously added to the mystery because it really did seem like he was literally just dropped there. Yeah. And if he wasn't just dropped there, how did he get there? Mm, yeah, that is that is a, an interesting conundrum. Very strange, isn't it? Mm. So this next one kind of ties in with a little phenomena called missing 411. Have you ever heard of that? Missing 411? No. This is a term coined by an ex-police officer named David Politis, completely separate to this case, but it describes the unusual disappearance of people and where Politis usually concentrates on places like national parks. The overall theory can be attributed to anywhere, and one of the factors of the missing 411 is that when the victims go missing, the disappearance is usually accompanied by a bizarre or extreme out-of-the-blue weather change and, wouldn't you know it, Jordan, on the day of Adamski's disappearance, there were reports of abnormal weather conditions, including sudden thunderstorms and dark clouds. Right, Uh, so what does that have to do with that, then? Well, uh, the missing 411 phenomena, there's a massive array of theories as to what it could be. So one of them is aliens, you know, one of them's Bigfoot, one of them's interdimensional creatures, one of them's time slips. Oh, some sort of supernatural. Yeah, so like, I mean, like, missing 411, so people go into the forest, and like, I'll give you a little rundown, if you've never heard of it, it's quite interesting. I do want to go into it like a little bit deeper at some point, but... All right, yeah. Super quick, off the top of my head. So like, there'll be people in the woods, right? And then like, say you're there with your imaginary son, uh, Turnip Boy, or what's his, what's it called? 
Parsnip boy. Parsnip boy, that's the that's one. That's him. Right, see, so there we're Parsnip boy. Right, you're looking at him, you're in a big clearing, right? There's nowhere for him to go that you wouldn't be able to see Parsnip boy. And then you turn around for a second, you pick up a stick, you look back, and Parsnip boy is gone. Right, he finally made a run for it, the little shit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, I'm sick of this fucking <laughs> dick, and I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, the phenomena that generally happens. So what will happen is, like, there'll be a bizarre, like, after the disappearance, there'll be, like, a bizarre weather change. And it'll, like, all of a sudden, it'll just start thunder and lightning and like no one knows why it wasn't forecast just comes out of nowhere so it's something out of the blue yeah and it'll just disappear like as quickly as it came and then people will come in like investigators police police dogs and they they won't find a scent or they won't be able to find them and they'll they'll scour the entire area you know like the 10 mile surrounding area thinking they wouldn't be able to get any further and even places that have been searched multiple times they won't find parsnip boy then all of a sudden you know in some cases sometimes they they don't come back the ones we hear about is generally the ones where they do come back but then all of a sudden somebody will be walking along a path that's been searched 10 times and all of a sudden parsnip boy will just be laid there on a rock yeah which is impossible to have overlooked previously exactly yeah so you'll be like I've fucking looked here and here here is parsnip boy now but like there's like odd factors like one child was found like on top of a hill which was like five miles away from where they went missing i think it was a two-year-old and there was no signs of wear and tear on the feet or the shoes the child obviously wouldn't have been able to traverse the the landscape to get to this point yeah got you and then it was just found on top of this hill generally it's children that go missing i mean there is older people as well but i mean like when the children go missing the ones that can talk or are old enough to be able to you know communicate they'll say oh where did you go and they'll be like oh the fuzzy man looked after me or the the hazy thing (laughs) looked after me and you know so people just don't really know what it is oh that's creepy i've never heard of that missing 411 question go where does the name come from What's the significance of missing 411? Well, 411 is um, code for, like, information. Right, okay. I don't really think there's any... It's just the, the name that's stuck with it. Okay. There's not really any reason it's called that, I don't think. There's not, like... It wasn't, like, the first instance of that it just stuck or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So Someone just called it that, and it, it's kind of just stuck. Okay. And, um, like yourself and Parsnip Boy. Exactly. Well, you know, your son is Parsnip Boy. My persona is Parsnip Murderer. No, people murderer. Of course. Sorry. Parsnip. <laughs> the parsnip murder of people. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Perfect. So, like the missing 411 cases, in Adamski's case, there was also a bizarre weather phenomena that came out of nowhere mm. on the day that he went missing. Okay. And when you know it, Jordan, no DNA evidence was found that could shed light on Adamski's killers. This made it difficult to determine whether any other parties were even involved at all. Right. Despite numerous theories and investigations into Zygmunt Adamski's case, it does unfortunately remain unresolved, unsolved. One of those two, either of those two. They're both the same. No one's figured it out. That's fine. No one's said it right either. The phenomenon perpetuates. But there is one policeman who might know exactly what happened to our Paladamski. And you might remember his name as he was one of the coppers who was called to the scene at the beginning of the story. Alan Godfrey. And he, dear listener, has his own little corroborating UFO encounter. That will be the subject of next week's episode. Because yes, this is my first ever two-parter. Parsnip Man strikes again. <laughs> You're all getting a parsnip. It's a new tier on Patreon. It's free. <laughs> oh, could we do that? Could we have a parsnip tea? We'll send a parsnip out to anyone that wants it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. We'll probably have to offer some other things along with it. They'll get the bonus episodes. Okay, yeah, fair enough, yeah. And uh, Bonus episode and a f***ing mouldy parsnip in the post. Yeah, a £10,000 parsnip. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Why not? Well, I don't mean that it weighs that. I mean, it would cost £10,000 to receive said parsnip. Got you. And no doubt it would be the weight of the patrons' tears themselves when they realise that. Yeah, though, yeah. And they, they open it and they can't even eat it because it's mouldy and smells a little like bum. <laughs> a little like bum. <laughs> <laughs> The faint aroma of anus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Disgusted. Yeah, that's awful. But anyway, everyone at home, hold on to your call buckets, because next week I'm going to continue this story, and I will blow all your socks off. Uh, and I will leave a link to Close Encounters in the Valley of Lights in the description, so if it's still available, if anyone wants to check it out, you can. But do not read ahead. Do not ruin my next week's segment because you will probably be very bored if you do that. Perfect, yeah. But yeah. By the way, isn't it called Chance Encounters? Yeah, what did I say? Close. Did I say close? Yeah. Bastard. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sick of repeating myself. <laughs> Just listen to Jordan from now on. It's called Chance Encounters in the Valley of Lights. Perfect. But I mean, the, the the link will be hopefully correct anyway. So yeah, <laughs> you just change the link. Yeah, <laughs> to say it close. Change the name of it. Photoshop it myself. Buy the company out just so I can change it. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that was lovely, Ian. Well, what are your thoughts on that, Jordan? I, to be fair, I'm still half thinking about harmony. <laughs> However, saying that. I do think that's kind of strange. It is a weird one. My logical brain can't think of a reason for that to happen. Yeah. Just to recap of the facts, like, went missing for five days. Yeah. When he was supposed to just be going 100 yards or so to a shop. Uh, He had plans that he was really looking forward to. He had that three-inch gash on the back of his neck. Wrong clothes on. Back to front, potentially. Back to front, missing a shirt. No coal dust, but he was found on the top of a 10-foot coal pile. Anyway, I want to hear some uh, mistranslated signs. I I could give you mistranslated menu items. Mm, I'll have to do. I'll, I'll hope you enjoy it nonetheless. So, yes, this is, uh, I'm calling it Lost in Translation. Not delicious. So this is English translation errors within foreign menus. Mm. Firstly, we'll start off like, there's a couple of just simple typos. Like, a crab stick error becomes crap sticks. (laughs) Crap sticks, lovely. (laughs) Exactly. Or how about, a good guy's classic burger made from real anus beef. (laughs) (laughs) Or when they misspell tonic water and it becomes toxic water. Tonic water? I thought you said panic water. No, tonic water. Is that what you call like alcohol like to someone that's uh, never had a drink before because like they get drunk and they don't realise what's happening? Certainly wouldn't be you. It was me back when I was like seven. <laughs> I had my first few shots of vodka. How did you feel after that? I panicked. Did you? Did it become toxic water when it came away from you? No. You were lucky. Just flushed it away. Or even when they misspelled coke? And instead write whiskey and cock. (laughs) I might uh, have to admit, not quite translation errors, but when you're about to browse the menu and you see chicken for 370, Mm -hmm. but further down that same list, you then see real chicken for 675. (laughs) It's not great, is it? What's the fake one? Exactly. Chicken or real chicken. I think I'd just probably go to a different restaurant. I'd order both just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, what if a duck came? Or like a big chicken. Yeah, a turkey. No, it says chicken, Jordan. Uh, well, it's not real chicken. <laughs> could be anything. A flip-flop could f- come out for all I know. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, the rest of these are certainly very poorly translated items. So I'm just going to go through them. I don't recall what order I've written these in, so this is almost a surprise to me as they arrive. So let's see. Okay, okay. Stop me if you need to. <gasps> Fuck the duck until it exploded. <laughs> €10.80. What's that supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> It sounds great, though. Yeah. Germany sexual harassment, 150 grams. Germany sexual harassment? Yes. <laughs> A sick roasted husband. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun for us to try and decipher what these are supposed to be. I don't think you can. For example, this next one says, you and your family, 1480. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That sounds like one of those back alley restaurants that you you pay a little bit extra to get the special meat. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like it's some sort of cannibal restaurant? Yeah, yeah, you know, you go in, you go, I'd like a little something off the secret menu, please. And they go, oh, yeah, I get what you mean. That'll be uh, 8,000 euros, please. And you go, thanks. And then they take you to the back and then go like, I don't know, you and your family for 1480. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious, though. Your neighbour's grandma, $7. Oh, God. Uh, your best pal's pet, $0.08. Cent. I don't know why they're all in different currencies, but you, you get the picture. <laughs> yeah. You visited some f***ed up restaurants. <laughs> I didn't say I've ever been. It came from your mind. Just because I live the parsnip life of crime doesn't mean I indulge in any of these other delicacies, Jordan. Delicacies. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm digging my own grave here. <laughs> I'd better move on. Go on, then. What about a bulldog for 38 yuan again <laughs> or a menu item that says our sweet ass <laughs> i'll take five <laughs> various and confused pizzas <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it means or meat fried cat ear well can we just go back to various and confused pizzas <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to say at all. I love that. That's a fantastic sentence. That is the title for this episode. <laughs> I can see it now. Perfect. Various and confused. That would be a great name for a pizza van. It would be. <laughs> Fries pulled out of the rotten child. <laughs> Deep fried baby. <laughs> Meat muscle stupid bean sprout. Tomato salad, homos. Homos with meat. What? I'm assuming they meant hummus, but they wrote homos. Okay. (laughs) With meat. With meat, yeah. The drinks menu, Reg Snapper, Long Island Iced Tea, Sweet Tight Pussy. (laughs) What? Reg Snapper. (laughs) Spicy Jew's Ear. What? Acid Beans. Husband and wife lung slice. (laughs) (laughs) This one, all right, I have to admit, this is not a a translation thing, but I had to add it. They call it a broke back burger. Right. And the description is a hunk of meat between two firm buns. (laughs) Okay, right, I get it, yeah. That's clever. Which I thought that was pretty good. But admittedly, not a translation error. I had to add it. Uh, Hang small children sauce. Oh, that sounds grim. Along with two thumbs up, so it must be good. Old adopted mother. Old adopted mother. There you go. Potatoes kelp off burning flesh. (laughs) Homemade crap dip. (laughs) Fresh every morning. (laughs) Served warm. So I guess that's supposed to be crab again, is it? Yeah, I guess so. And equally, spicy crap masala. 
<laughs> At least they're honest. They are, yeah. It's a pretty crap dish. They're their own best critics. So no one else has to be. Exactly. Boiled cabbage farmers. <laughs> Fuck the cabbage, <laughs> get the farmers. <laughs> it's a bit of extra protein. Pizza, sandwich, Bugger sold here. <laughs> nice. So like as they were writing it, they dropped a pen. Like pizza, cabbage, <laughs> drop something, bugger. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Urine ice cream. Urine ice cream. No, urine ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Pig's organ soup. That sounds like a real thing and it sounds disgusting. That does sound awful. Suck that leisure rod. <laughs> All for just 780 yuan. That's great. <laughs> Warm goat dung. Warm goat dung. Sounds delicious. Oh, baby cuttlefish dyed in its own juice with garlic. <laughs> fried? That's, uh, that's definitely that's awful. fried, isn't it? <laughs> Baked French friend. <laughs> And I will leave us with one last one, which was my favourite okay. for many more ways than one. <laughs> Ice cream in the ass. <laughs> what better way to eat ice cream? <laughs> I, mean, that, I bet that's a lovely sensation. If you can get it past it flavoured as well, you're on to a winner. <laughs> Amazing. Past it flavoured ice cream with a hint of bum. <laughs> Yeah, that's the next tier. Yeah. We'll have to send it with a little freezer bag. It's possible. You can send frozen stuff, so I don't see why not. It's a £20,000 tier. Stick it up anyway. In many ways. That's what I say about all the parsnips, yeah. Just stick it up anyway. <laughs> Lob it in, pal. Beautiful. So there you go, Ian. There you have some English translation errors or lost in translation, as I like to say. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs> and just to hear such a, a bizarre combination of words is just like, it's a treat in itself. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. So was it husband and wife lung slice or something like that? Like, yeah. who could even comprehend that string of words? That's insane. I mean, for me, it was the deep fried baby. <laughs> the various and confused pizzas. Yeah, that is definitely my favorite. Favorite one. I can just imagine like like six different types of pizzas just stood there, just kind of looking at each other, like, huh? You know, like with their arms out, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, why are we sentient? <laughs> just various pizzas, slightly confused. Love it. I thought I was a burger. <laughs> I thought I was a parsnip. <laughs> One of them's like, oh, all I can remember is driving to work, then a set of headlights coming towards me. So it's like he's been reincarnated as a pepperoni. Yeah, and he was pretty bad in his life, so he's got pineapple on him. Ah, yeah. That's a good question, actually. Everyone out there, are you team pineapple or team no pineapple on pizzas? Or team confused? There's nothing wrong with being confused. Explore. You'll get there someday. Yeah, absolutely. We're not here to judge. Hell no. Much. <laughs> we only judge each other. <laughs> Oh yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, gotta do it. Right, so does that about bring us round to the end of today's episode? That does bring us round to today's episode. <laughs> Don't touch me. I thought you said touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, well, thank you for tuning into today's fantastical, brilliant, brilliant episode of Two Guys What's Up. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason at all, our link tree link is in the bio of this episode. Uh, you can just go and click on that, which will jet you off to all of our socials. You can send us a message and you can even check out some beautiful things like our YouTube. But don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode. And maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend to a country far away where they don't 
don't speak English and just take pictures of all the bizarre <laughs> translation errors on the menus and then send them to us so I can laugh at words <laughs> arranged in a, in a strange manner. Brilliant. Yeah. And don't forget we now have a Patreon where you can find all sorts of Two Guys What's Up bonus stuff including our beautiful pin badges which also comes with a shout out, our gorgeous Two Guys What's Up branded t-shirts and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices we have even started doing bonus episodes! Yay! Which there is currently one just sitting there waiting for you to just go and soak it all in with your delicious little luggies right there. And all that is available right now from just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up, which will be linked in the description to check out all the goodies over there. But if you can't do that, that's absolutely fine. We understand. You hate us, that's fine. Even I do. I hate you too, mate. It's fine. All right. But if you still like to help us out a little bit, then a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a very long way to help us out, and we would be eternally grateful. We would indeed. But on that note, thanks very much for listening, guys. You have an amazing week, and we will catch you next Monday. Bye. Bye. What did you say? Hang on. Uh, Sorry, my mind was just temporarily uh, elsewhere. Parsnips again, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about that Christmas.